0: This is El Paisano Media, and you're listening to EPM Network. What's up, guys? Welcome to another. Actually a very special episode of Groud Sports Talk. Today me and Isaac are gonna be interviewing our good friend Chase Davis, defensive end for the Nevada Wolfpack. Gonna be talking oh, about oh, oh, oh. <laughs> We're gonna <to> be-, <laughs> be talking about his football journey, uh what it takes to play ball at the next level, talk about our Dallas Cowboys, and of course we're gonna do a quick recap of MLB, NFL, and of March Madness. And let's get started. So baseball, it's officially back. You know, America's pastime, a very popular sport here. Um, good news for all the baseball fans, it's back to regular season. You know, 162 games, all-star game is back, regular postseason, you know, they didn't expand it like how they did last season. Um, How do you feel about it? Are you happy that it's back to normal? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, me personally, I don't really watch baseball as much as I should. But I mean, if there's a baseball game and I got tickets, I'm going. So I love baseball, especially in the summer. Like, you go to Dodgers, get pavilion seats, you get free hot dogs, mm-hmm. free drinks, so it's just, it's just the vibe, you know? Right. It's just to watch your team play some ball. Um, we got a new pitcher for the Dodgers, I'm a Dodger fan, Trevor Bauer. he's pretty nice, um, I'm excited, a lot of people are saying that it looks like we're gonna repeat, so. No, I mean, good for you guys? I mean, hopefully they do, uh, after the past few years and finally winning it, like, if they don't, I'm fine,
0: just... Glad to see them win it before I die. I mean, I think the only thing I never really liked about baseball is that a loss didn't really mean anything. There's no sense of urgency because yeah, I mean, you play
1: 100,000 games. Like
0: Well, like the diehard baseball fans, they always like, well, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And I kind of liked the shortened season because it made, it made the season a sprint. Like, hey, like, start it still fast. It wasn't a sprint, but it was yeah, a... start fast, finish fast. It wasn't a marathon. It was
1: more of like a thousand meter mile. Right. But yeah, I get you. I think Um, that's why it's sports like baseball or, um, sports like football, especially Mm -hmm. college football, I guess college basketball, basketball college basketball, there's that sense of
0: urgency that these games matter. Right. But yeah. I mean, again, happy for all the baseball fans and for all the players, you know, back to regular season. Um, yeah. You're excited about the Dodgers, my repeat, uh, Rangers, my Texas Rangers, like, I guess they let, like forty twenty four consecutive runs, which is really embarrassing. Oh, but they allowed a hundred percent capacity at the stadium, so I guess that's pretty cool. Yeah man, they're taking risks. Yeah. I mean everyone has to wear a mask which is alright.
1: Probably the new gonna low try low. and
0: catch a Dodger game. They're allowing people. So. They are? Yeah.
1: I feel like LA's real um like um I know like, they're, they're, like they're like, very stri- slow, they're like yeah. a strict parent. So yeah. I mean I would love to. Um because yeah, I really like going to Dodger games. Like Fourth of July Dodger game, it's always a vibe. I've, I at least go like maybe like every other year. So, Dodger games are definitely a must.
0: Right. So, hey, big one for a baseball fan and for the baseball players. you are back to regular season. Uh, so NFL. This actually just happened. It's breaking news while we were filming this podcast. Um, San Darnold got traded to the Carolina Panthers. I know you like that move. Um, so was it a trade exactly? What was the whole? Let me get the situation? details. Look at the details. So I've always never... I never liked Sam Darnold. Not Just be, yes, because he played for USC. I didn't think he was very good. That he was overhyped. And again, again, he plays for USC. He's a USC quarterback. He's going to get all this media attention. He's and, a Hollywood guy, yeah. Exactly, Hollywood um, guy. And I know he was on the Jets. And he was supposed to be the Jets' savior. Obviously, I don't expect anyone to do good on the Jets. No so one's ever going to be the savior them. of the yeah. Jets. No one is. I think Mark Sanchez I still,
1: kind of paved the way, almost, but even... Yeah he he dealt with the struggles um so the details are he's going to Carolina they're exchanging 2021 six-round picks their 2022 second round pick and a 2022 fourth round pick so to me that sounds like a fleece um the Panthers really want a quarterback a young guy especially cause so Teddy have,
0: Bridgewater is yeah the he's gonna
1: get traded that's what they said already. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater's good. I think they feel like he doesn't wow them. They want something.
0: Total. He's he's a very much played safe quarterback. Yeah, he, it, he 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 does. He reads through all his options. He'll dink and dunk. He doesn't have much of an arm, which is something that they miss because you no. Know, I mean, as Cam, much as I bury Cam Newton, he Cam does have can a cannon. cannon. Yes, he can throw it downfield. Teddy Bridgewater isn't that kind of player. He just make sure you win the game. And if you lose a game, it's not necessarily his fault. But if you do, it's because he didn't take enough risks. Yeah. He's um, like a,
1: like. I, I think guess... he was
0: even overhyped, too, and over glorified. No. I think he's
1: good. I think just the maybe the deep ball not being a much of a factor for him really hurts him.
0: Cause... I was going to say, like, I think he was overhyped. But it really just comes down to, well, he's just not a flashy player. He just does all yeah. the right things. He's very so technical. I don't hold anything against him. Um, but you I, said I, this is I, a win?
1: I, I like him at the Saints. I liked him on the Saints. So you played about Sam Brown. Oh, yeah. This is a, this was a win? For them, yeah, because they didn't have to give up a first-round pick because the Jets held on to him for too long, so his value went down. So, I mean, he's not worth any money because they have to extend him, so they're basically, like, leasing a free car
0: or driving a free car, really. I mean, obviously, he's out of the Jets, which is like a dumpster fire, but the Panthers weren't that great either. They have weapons, though. Yeah, but they lost a few. They I lost know, Curtis they, Samuel. They really. lost uh, Mike Davis, the t- uh, running back that stepped up when uh, Christian McCaffrey was down. He's a very solid player, does a good job. Um, Curtis Samuel, who was a beast for me on Fantasy last season. He's on the Washington football team now. Like He's not really working with that many weapons. Let's see.
1: Yeah, I mean, they still got weapons, though. They got DJ Moore. They got Robbie Anderson. Anderson. Oh,
0: he's reunited with Robbie Anderson. There you I didn't go. think about that.
1: Robbie Anderson's a speed demon. Um they have Christian McCaffrey. Hopefully he's able to come back healthy. I know you're a big C Mac guy. Yeah. Uh no, they're on they're on who'd they oh no. But yeah, no, they're on the come up. I think that's a very competitive NFC South now that Drew Brees has retired. Right. And the Panthers are getting younger. I think obviously the Bucks are the repeats, but they're kinda old.
0: Well they're, the thing about the Bucks is that like,
1: And they are able to keep people, but yeah. they're old. I mean obviously that younger squad is gonna probably be Maybe better just because they are. They're
0: old in the sense that they have a lot of veterans on the team. Like their defensive line is filled with veterans, and they have that one linebacker who's a veteran. Um, All Devontae David. Yeah. David, and Tom Brady obviously, but the wide receiver core is young. Yeah. Their offensive line. Like skills. The offensive line is young. Running back, they're young. Defense, defense, they're gonna have to fill in a few gaps because they have a lot of veterans there. Yeah. But the, but they basically re-signed their whole team. Um, they're so, they're running it back again. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know about were, running the
1: pack though, because any team, like the only team I ever thought I'd see repeat was that Seahawks team, and even they didn't do it. Right. And Tom Brady hasn't done it in a while, so. Back to back Super Bowl Yeah. Isn't it? yeah.
0: Mm. We'll so, see.
1: We'll see if he does it, then, amazing. But
0: let's talk about San uh, Fran. Oh. So San Fran, um, Jimmy G. They uh, let's just be honest. Jimmy G isn't that good at football.
1: I think jimmy g is uh like walmart or yeah walmart and jared goff is like target like they're both not good but he's one's not clearly better yeah, than the other one's clearly better than the other i think honestly like i hate to be, sound like a big hater but this is just my personal opinion i feel like jimmy g only gets um like love because he was a former patriot guy he's really good looking you know what i mean like he
0: worked under tom brady
1: he's he's tom brady's protege.
0: Right.
1: Tom Brady gets him shipped out of town. He goes and wins, like, five games mm-hmm. with the Niners, and then they pay him. I don't think they should have done well,
0: that. Well, he got
1: injured. But yeah, you're he right. got yeah. he got injured, and yeah. he got paid. I guess he came he back and went to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. But they had the best defense in the NFL. And what was it? He only threw the ball, I think, in the playoffs they that whole time. They had a really time. productive offense, they, too. They didn't need that was the, a run-first They didn't even to throw the ball. Yeah. He threw the ball, like, 15 times before getting to that Super Bowl. Right. So, I mean... All he has to do is be a distributor when you got a good running game. So I mean obviously he's an NFL quarterback, but to think that he's this this legend. Yeah.
0: Like I mean, we talked about it in the last episode that big trade, like they're at number three now, right?
1: Yeah, they're getting
0: a quarterback. And but now they want a first rounder for Jimmy G. If they they put it out there, like if they're gonna trade him, they want a first. That's crazy, right?
1: I don't think they get a first.
0: I don't think they get a first either. They're
1: gonna barely be lucky to get a second.
0: I could see that. I mean, his his health is concerned. The tape is out there that people are like, hey, he's actually not that good. Yeah, but he's
1: not, the, he's not that bad either. He's, he's just, just not worth the first-round pick. A first-round pick, if you think about it, is a potential Hall of Famer or a potential bust. But more likely than not, the first-round pick means you're getting cream of the crop of the draft right. at that time. Whether they develop or not is on them, but that's the best available talent at the at you, that time. Who do you think
0: Saffron gets if they get a quarterback?
1: Um, I think, personally, Justin Fields. But I wouldn't be surprised if they choose Mag Jones. Right. I think everyone's trying to push Trey Lance. But, I mean, I saw somewhere that he only has 16 games played or right. something. So, that's, that's just Dwayne Haskins. That's just Mitchell Trubisky all over again. Like, either he's a guy and he just comes in and just, just just does his job and carries, or he's just going to wash out because they tried to... Rush him. Rush him.
0: Let's, like, transition to, like, the pro days. So, like, the NFL pro days just happened. You have spoke on it. You said anyone could look good during their pro days, and I agree. I feel like a combine creates more of a sense of urgency because you're with, with other guys that are all trying to make it to the NFL. Pro days, you know, you're at your college. You have your quarterback throwing to you. It's your designed workout, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean... It's meant for you to yeah. look good. I mean... Not to take anything away from like their verticals or the weight that they put up or, you know, their forty yard dash times, which are pretty ridiculous. I saw a lot of four threes to four fives all day the other like when I was recapping it. But I will give him credit. So, you know, Zach Wilson, you're not a really big fan of him. He kinda just popped up out of nowhere last college football season, put BYU on the map. He got him ranked, you know. BYU keeps like producing these quarterbacks that people like hype up come draft time, and then we just disappear and they become backups for a little bit. Uh, but it's like, I think me and you have talked about this, like, not filming podcast, that the NFL is starting to really love this whole big arm, big play quarterback style, especially because, you know, the NFL is becoming a passing league. Mahomes, Mahomes, Rodgers, Allen, Russell Wilson, people that could just force, they could just chuck Swing it Swing it, yeah. And so, I will give credit to... Um, why am I forgetting his name? I mean, if we are talking Justin Fields, yeah. I will give him credit. If you talking about like, he, he showed that both him and Zach Wilson did all these rolling out of the pockets, like game like throws, to show that they could adapt to today's game. Well, that and too- so that I would say that really made them stand out. And I guess Trey Lance did whatever too. Like I think we needed like, not saying that you're not good if you don't play like at a lower level, but. That's whole like, getting guys from North Dakota State, quarterbacks... I mean, just, that, be, I just have, have,
1: like, five years or something. Because you only got 16 games. Right. And you're going to get a first-round pick. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, um, oh, also, to, go, like, follow up on, like, Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. And then, like, personally, if you do, like, the big arm, deep ball throw, like, those are the guys to, to draft if you're going to do that. Right. Like, Mac Wilson, like... If you look at Alabama's, like, tape and stuff, it's all screens and slants and short passes. Like, the occasional deep throw, but for the most part, they've got the best athletes in the college game, so it's just...
0: Like, the word system quarterback is thrown out a lot. Like, Mac Jones is a... a system quarterback. Like, he's not that good. He's on Bama. Like, when has a quarterback been really good out of Bama? Besides Tua. No, no. Remember AJ McCarron? People were talking him up. He's a nobody. He's a backup. He's a good backup, I think. What team? He... Oh, I think he was on the Bengals. He was on the Bengals
1: and on the Raiders. Yeah, he's a good
0: backup. But and then Jalen Hurts, but he transferred out. And then I guess I like he... Jalen Hurts though. Yeah, you do. Whatever.
1: Jalen Hurts is gonna get done wrong by Philly though. No, if...
0: because yeah, the Eagles are unsure about him. They just released a a thing saying, or it got leaked that the Eagles don't really believe in Jalen Hurts, and they might pick up a quarterback in this year's draft. They'd be dumb. Which I hope they do. I really hope the Eagles continue to do stupid things. Yeah,
1: that would be stupid. I think if they're smart, draft Jamar Chase if the Bengals don't get him. And the Bengals will. Draft Jamar Chase or draft the Slim Reaper. You need a wide out. If you're not going to, like we said, I think we said this on the last one with like Joe Burrow. Like, if you're not going to protect him, at least give him targets that are going to catch the ball. Right. Because, like, for a while, the Phillies had, what, Nelson Aguilar. He's always dropping balls. Mm-hmm. Alshon Jeffrey, always dropping balls.
0: Not healthy either.
1: Not healthy either. That Jalen Rager guy's fast, but he needs a
0: he needs a possession guy. Right. So, did you notice that the Trevor Lawrence type was kind of dying down? During yeah, but balls? he's already
1: the number one pick. He's been the contentest number one pick since high school. Right. It's just a rough, like, um, now it's just like, who's going to go after him, really, that matters. So you think he is? Yeah. Number one for
0: sure. But you don't think he's the best quarterback in this draft? You've no, I do. That. You do, so you don't think Justin Fields is better than him? You've said that to me.
1: I've said that. Mm.
0: Yeah. He even said that the other day. He's like, I'm the best quarterback in this whole draft. Well, yeah, he's not gonna say he's the worst. I know, but I'm just saying. Um. Like- yeah,
1: I I like him better just cause I feel like, like he's played better, in the games that they've had against each other, but also like against other competition and stuff. I feel like, um, like, Trevor Lawrence, obviously the best like, consensus pick in a while. But, like, like against LSU and those games like that, like, you kind of see him struggle a little bit against those top-tier teams. But, yeah, I feel like Justin Fields elevates, especially, like, this last game, like, um, Ohio State versus Clemson. He was... He was playing on a clinic, just throwing the ball deep, just making tight window throws. And that's Clemson. Clemson ain't no joke.
0: Right.
1: Um, But... I mean, obviously, the number one pick's going to be Trevor Lawrence.
0: All right. So, did you hear about the number rule that they're going to add to the NFL? Um.
1: Yeah, I mean... So, I briefly, like, single-digit yeah. numbers and all that? I would I, love to see...
0: I mean, what? I sound like an old head compared to the, our discussion on this. Like, I think I like NFL. I like double-digit numbers. Like, depending on the position, I would like that only a quarterback or... Kicker, punter can have single digit if they choose. I think wideouts, having, wideouts and running backs are the only ones that should have them. But I'm just like, I think it looks so cool in college. But like in the pros, I just really like... Like, you know, if you're a running back, 20s through 30s should be your number. Maybe even 40s. Wide receivers, the teens and the 80s should be your number. Then the linemen, obviously, you have those ugly numbers. So they're like the 50s, 60s, 70s, and like 90s if you're on the offensive line. Yeah, they're the only arm. ones that should
1: never get single digit numbers. Right. And on defense, it should be DBs. Everyone except the D-tackles should be allowed. But too. you're all for this. You want players to rock single digit if this happens. Yeah, I guess it's cool. It's not going to happen, but I think it would be cool. I just imagine, like, who uh... mm, would be cool?
0: Like, Miles Garrett, number 15. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't like that. I think it looks good for college only. Or, uh, uh... It's not the biggest news, but I think no, it's yeah. something
1: worth talking about. Or Jalen Ramsey going back to number eight, I think that'd be cool. Right. Who else? Who else had a single jersey?
0: I mean, like Zeke rocking fifteen, that was cool. But I like it when he Zeke Elliott wearing fifteen at Ohio State was a lot cooler than it. I like him wearing twenty one now. Oh yeah. There's 20. a lot of players that I thought rocked they awesome just college numbers, yeah. but I don't want to see them. Wearing yeah, they again. just won't
1: change it though, because they've already made all the jerseys. Now they got to make more jerseys,
0: right. stitch them and stuff. So it's just that's not gonna happen. But it would be cool. And then I think this just happened two days ago, maybe yesterday. Seventeen game season, for NFL. Personally, I don't like it. I mean, a lot of memes came out like, "Hey, Kings of going eight and eight, or Kings of going nine and seven, and all that." Um, I mean, I like an even number of games, but seventeen is just too weird for me. Like, I don't know how that's gonna affect. You know, teams going into the playoffs. Like, you know, wasn't there like a lot of teams that had winning records but didn't make the playoffs last year? Like. Yeah, that's because of the Cowboys. And, or that's because of the the football team. Right. I think they need to change that. That someone needs to make it in a division? Or you have to... Like, they should do best seeds. So regardless of division,
1: you get a home game if you're one of the top seeds. I see. So who gets home games? The top seeds? So yeah. it would be like... Uh, division winners. I don't like that, though, because that means a bad team, like the football team that underperformed can still get a home game obviously there was no fans but if they got a home game like they could have won that game especially the way the bucks played that game too
0: right that was a very close game so you've always wanted to play a free form basically is that what you're saying yeah
1: but just the seeds not the bracket itself i guess that is the
0: bracket but you know what i mean yeah like uh, I mean, players aren't happy with the seventeen game. I don't think it's fair to them to play another, uh, add another regular season game. For taking they get another to buy, health. yeah, that's. I what guess you need that's to do. that's probably what hap that's, what happening? that's I what's happening. I don't know. Oh, uh, I guess, but do they have preseason? Yeah, they still have preseason games. I think uh, that's what sucks. They have preseason games. Now they add another game to the regular season. Then you have playoffs. I think
1: the preseason needs to get modeled. So like, if you're like a veteran, like say you got four plus years already. Or, like, you're told that, like, you gotta make this camp or whatever, like, you don't have to play. You know what I mean? mm
0: So, like, someone, So, change
1: like, some off-season rules. Or just the pre-season game rules, yeah. really. So, like, basically, it's for the practice squad guys, the, like, third stringer, fourth stringer that isn't a practice squad guy, but and he is, like,
0: second and third year players and all that? Like, he's... Not
1: if they're starters. No. So, like, starters. bench players. Okay. Bench players and practice squad guys that are trying to maybe get elevated. mm and then you have like so like, like obviously like Aaron Donald wouldn't play, Jalen Ramsey wouldn't play, right. um, Woods and Cup and Stafford and them wouldn't play. Acres wouldn't play. It would just be for mostly like the rookies and the, the guys that are trying to make the team and are trying to maybe elevate a roster spot
0: and like rotational players. Right? Yeah. So you don't really care for it, but you just want other rules to get fixed. Yeah. If this is if this is and since it is a reality now. Well, because
1: yeah, because. If they are gonna add more games and add the, cause those there's obviously superstars that they don't even suit up, but there's only four games for those, um like those, those practice squad guys and guys that are trying to make it to right. make get tape and some of them
0: won't even get tape like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? yeah. All right. Well, let's transition over to the NCAA March Madness. Uh, Honestly, both have been really good. I've finally been able to watch, like, Sweet 16 and a little bit of Final Four. Um, so we'll go ahead and start with the women's. Uh, they go ahead and they upset. So we'll, we'll start in Final Four women's. Arizona upsets UConn, and UConn's been dominating women's basketball for, like, the longest
1: time. As long as
0: I've been alive, all I know is women's basketball. It's a UConn. Oh, yeah. UConn runs the show. So that big ups for Arizona. Okay. You guys beat... Winning champs, are just they're pretty much the Alabama football of women's basketball. UConn, yeah, UConn is. And then, so Stanford beats South Carolina. South Carolina is a is a basketball school, uh, especially I guess in both men and women they it's produce pretty, pretty right. good teams. And then you know in the finals, Stanford wins it all. Um, you brought this up. Pac twelve schools, and both women's and men have really stepped up during this. Uh, tournament how's that Apparently, make you feel
1: they, they kill each other i'm a big pac-12 supporter because you know i like my four corners and my nearby states so i think it's pretty good you know because they
0: kind of get slandered on as far as other sports go right yeah i mean i'm one of those guys that don't like bash on the pac-12 like i won't lie but i guess that i mean everyone likes to see you know goliath fall like all these blue bloods and all these basketball schools like it's fun seeing them lose because like you could underdogs. just like yeah you're, you're the underdogs Obviously, I was rooting for UCLA because UCLA and Michigan are the same. Really bad football programs, or like football programs that haven't lived up to what they used to be. They're blue bloods in kind of both sports. Not really football, but right. Or in basketball, they've always had their blue basketball. Bloods. Exactly. Their blue are basketball. So UCLA, what a game they had, though, man! I watched that. Lost against, to a buzzer beater against um, Gonzaga. Final Gonzaga's four. like a blue a blue blood like that too. Yeah, Gonzaga is like con- is always consistent. Um, it's weird, too, because they're not really, like, a Power 5 group or, no. or not, not a Power 5 conference or anything like that. They no, kind of no, no, do their no. own thing. No. But, yeah, that was a really intense game. Um, <laughs> Skip Bayless tweeting out that that wasn't a great game because it was a lucky shot. Like, get out of here, dude. Also, like, off
1: topic, but whenever you say, like, Gonzaga, I just think fundamental basketball mm-hmm. and just, like, smart like team basketball Like you say Gonzaga I immediately think John Stockton Obviously he went there
0: But just that play style Like right. That's what they do Like that's Yeah that's where you get Like pro ready Players from That's that's fair to say uh, Then Baylor They manhandled uh, Houston yeah, So represent Big 12 That's pretty cool um, Heavyweights Going mm-hmm. at each other Both number one seeds Who would have thought Obviously we would have Liked an underdog To make it I'm gonna take Gonzaga Gonzaga yeah i'm with that i think uh i hate to say it but like they didn't
1: they won the game by like you know obviously like miracle taking that shot right so i feel like that momentum is just going to carry into this game because it takes a lot of grit to like be to well, win not in everybody a battle makes like that, that shot not yeah. everybody can take that shot yeah he took it he made it me personally i do think it was kind of lucky but obviously it takes skill to do that it's just sometimes your shots go in sometimes they don't yeah it's just the chances of life i guess all right,
0: so Gonzaga, that's who you have winning it? Probably. Do you want to, look, you want to watch that game tonight? Uh,
1: what time is it? I'll double check. But we could probably watch we'll it tonight. It
0: and, uh, oh, uh, another uh, basketball headline. Uh, Roy Williams retires. Famous coach for North Carolina. Uh, we all love him. All well, his videos are played all the time on sports pages and as memes of him dancing in the locker room with the boys. Um Pink suit and Jordans. Pink yeah, pink suit pink tie pink and Jordans. Carolina Blue Jordans. Dude's dripped out. Um I, he's always obviously you say he's been coaching for a long time. Um regarded as a coaching great. Uh do you think like Coach K is like next as far as like retiring? 'Cause he's Coach kind of K been K look is old apparently, but he looks like he's like Yeah, he still looks good. He looks like forty. But almost. as far as like coaching wise, like Duke's kind of been going downhill. They haven't really been you know. didn't
1: they win it like a few years ago uh, Did Zion
0: well like Zion, no Zion didn't win it. Oh. yeah honestly they
1: lose though because or I feel like they don't win it as often because they don't have people return right they leave so early they, they leave so it's one and done if you go there you're just gonna go there for but one year but do you
0: think like like I also heard like Coach K is kinda losing his touch on the like you know the youth like obviously he's a great basketball mind I don't think but do. you need to like you still need to be somewhat sort of connected to the young the young dudes that you're bringing into the team like you th- there might I be, like do you of, think there might be a disconnect, or you don't think that might be it? No, I feel like a lot of. I feel like Duke is very
1: much like Alabama when it comes to basketball, like that. Like Julio Jones goes there, so Jerry Judy and Amari Cooper are going to go there. Right. Judy goes there, Henry Ruggs and Waddle. You're and just going to reload. A You're going to reload because of alumni. Right. Duke is what? Christian Leitner, Carlos Boozer, J.J. Reddick, Zion Williamson, Jason Tatum. Like, there's a bunch of. GOATs and very talented players like right. Duke. So there's that. So those guys obviously vouch for Coach K. Mm. I I just think the problem with, like, Duke and those powerhouses like that is they just don't get their guys back all the time. Right. I think Alabama is so successful and stuff. Obviously because football, you can't leave after one year. Right. So I think that's a really big, uh, I think, problem or issue that no one really discusses when they talk about blue bluebirds and college basketball.
0: Mm-hmm. Because he always just leaves. Yeah, it's right. just like, oh, you're here for 10 games. See you. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. Go get your bag. right. All right, well, that just covers most of the sports recap, and now we're going to do our interview. All right, we now welcome a very special guest. He's been a friend of me and Isaac through high school. Um, he just had an incredible football journey, and we just can't wait to learn more about him. And welcome to the podcast, Chase Davis.
2: Can't wait to talk with you guys and just talk football is my favorite thing to do. Alright, let's go,
0: man. So Chase, um
1: for the first question, we just want to know like why did you choose to play football and what um what gets your attention span and interest as far as playing football and why do you enjoy playing it so much?
2: So honestly I wanted to play football from a young age. Um whether it was like financial or um health or whatever issues I was in my life, I didn't really get a chance to play it, so in high school, when high school came, as you guys know, I, I started off, like, super late. But I knew that I wasn't just trying to play two years of football in my life and just call it quits. So, pretty much just the love of the game and watching it all my life growing up, it made me want to play it. So, when I finally got my chance, I pretty much just never wanted to stop.
0: It's good stuff. So, you know, what did it take for you to, like, to play at the next level yeah, as far as, like, preparation and motivation?
2: I would just, if I had to say that, I would just say um, just never quitting. Um, Things get hard, whether it's injuries, um, people overlooking you, people doubting you, anything like that. I mean, it's going to happen regardless. So as long as you just stay true to yourself and work, I mean, that's all I got to say. If you do that and you just stay focused on yourself and your craft, I mean, you could achieve anything you want. That's just the truth.
0: What would you say is the transition from like high school level football to like JUCO then to, you know, D1 college football?
2: I would honestly say the speed. Uh, the speed of the game is uh, the biggest thing. Uh, it's not really like a huge difference, but the people here are definitely faster. So, I mean, probably anyone from Lacerna our or high school, if they would have came here, they're moving down a level. So if they're a safety, they're now a linebacker. If they're a linebacker, unless they're, good, like, really fast, they're playing, like, they're playing the end or they're playing um, anything that they could fit in up on the front seven. Um, Pretty much like that. If you're a slower running back, you're probably going to get moved to a fullback or even a little tight end. So, honestly, it's just the speed of the game. That was the biggest thing and the strength.
1: (laughs) Do you have a favorite... um... Like defensive stunt or play call, that you feel like when they call it, you're gonna get a sack or you're gonna make a play.
2: Uh yeah, we have one play where um I'm not gonna say the name just obviously <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know how uh-huh. they'll feel about that but um so our end and our tackle on one side they stunt inside and uh, penetrate the gap on the right or the left of them and then I'll come up sit on my guard and then I'll loop all the way around and contain so in that play we haven't ran it yet in the game obviously or a practice yet but I feel like once I get that shot I mean I'm either gonna get a sack or a deflection or something like that
1: nice man um another follow-up on that one so um you've obviously been playing football for a while now what would you say is your favorite position where you feel like you could do the most to like affect the outcome of the game
2: uh, definitely, it would be edge defender, uh, like a Demarcus Square type, um, Randy Gregory uh, player, like that, where they're on the edge and they're uh, just able to run free. I like playing in space, so definitely it would be edge outside linebacker or DN.
0: So, like, what kind of uh, struggles did you face along this journey from you know high school then to JUCO? Uh,
2: honestly, it was just probably coming out of high school, I mean, I was still new, like, even then, I've only played, or even now, I've only played three years of football, so I had to learn the, the game, first and foremost, and I had an injury coming out uh, my first year out of high school, so I had to I had to heal from that, and honestly, it was just finding out where I was gonna fit in best. I was playing Mike Backer, I was playing tight end, so it was just finding out where I'm more, most comfortable, and then once I found out that spot, it was just Pretty much then on, is just trusting in myself to just keep pushing.
0: So we all went to high school together. So what made you choose East LA as the place that you know this is going to make make me get to the next level?
2: So first out of high school, I actually went to Golden West Juco. It's in uh, Huntington Beach, okay. and I was playing uh, Mike Backer there. But I tore my meniscus, and uh, just some stuff about their trainers just didn't want me. Didn't want. Didn't make me want to go back there, so okay. I, I talked to uh, East LA out of high school a little bit, so um, I, I had the connection with them. And actually, at the um, 2019 St. Paul Lacerna game, I saw the Eli coaches again, and uh, they told me to come out. So that's how that happened.
0: Wow, man, that's that's crazy. That just really worked.
1: Um, to follow up on the um, that LS St. Paul game, that was a freaking game.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a
1: crazy game. <laughs> that was a game. That felt like a college game. Anyways, um, that's the closest we're ever gonna yeah, get to a college game like as the, far
0: as high school. That's our closest feeling.
1: Um, so I mean, besides like Golden West and obviously East LA, were there other schools that you like considered and maybe thought that there was a possibility you could go there?
2: Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking about going to Cerritos. Um, I was gonna go to RCC. They wanted me to play safety out there. Oh. Um, I had uh, Grossmont, it's in like San Diego, a little uh, Juco as well, and then obviously, you know, the sends everyone to George Fox, so they tried to get me to go there too, but uh, I didn't, I wasn't trying to do D3 route. so yeah, I had probably around like six or seven junior colleges that were trying to get me, but ELAC was the, um not the closest, Cerritos was definitely closer, but looking at the resume of what they did with their D linemen or just players in general was something that I I was comfortable with.
1: Um, Also to follow up on the uh, Riverside community, why didn't you want to play the safety? Why wasn't that intriguing to you?
2: Uh, It was definitely intriguing. I mean, you know, coming out of high school I was only like 200 pounds. So I wanted to play safety. Uh, I, Honestly, I thought I was gonna play like a Cam Chancellor type yeah, role. Yeah, I feel like, but Riverside yeah. is super far, so I wasn't trying to do that that drive every day.
1: I feel like just because of your like your stature and like your body makeup, that I feel like you would have been a bully at safety. Like that would have been a Definitely. good spot for you.
0: You would have been ball hawking, making tackles. Just because
1: your arms are so long, you're like what? You're six four, six five.
2: Yeah, like six four, solid six four.
1: Yeah, that would have been. Oh, it would have been a wet dream for you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it would have been nice for real. I, I've always wanted to play safety, but, I mean, everything happens for a reason, so I'm good where I'm at.
0: So, we know, like, California JUCOs, it's, like, you know, it's pretty competitive. Like, you know, it's been, like, highlighted, like, in documentaries, even on YouTube series. Did that, like, ever intimidate you, knowing that California has is pretty competitive as far as JUCO programs?
2: Um, honestly, regardless of what it is in my life, I've always liked competition. So it wasn't really a big thing for me. Even when I got to ELAC, I mean, um, I started out at tight end, but I was not trying to play tight end. But when I was uh, making the switch to D, D end or just D line in general, um, there was, uh, D one dudes all over the place. My, my ELAC year ended up having five D one D linemen. So coming over, I started out. Bottom of the depth chart by the end of the year. I was starting, so to to do that for myself at least was a not even just confidence, but just a, a way to get used to the game more. And a, I feel like if I could do that, I mean, anything is possible for. Real.
1: So I mean, to follow up on that, Chase, do you recommend the student athlete take the juco route to get to where you're at, or what do you think? Uh,
2: I would definitely recommend that. I mean coming out of high school especially if you didn't take your sat i know a lot of people do but i didn't so i was at a juco it ended up being three years but i was at evac for two years um i got like the recruiting process and all that and i got a associate's degree as well so i was able to get a little paper with my name on it and then just play football at the same time it's definitely cheaper so i would yeah i would definitely recommend the juco route to anyone that's if unless it's D two or above, I wouldn't recommend going D three or NAI. NAI is not bad, not as bad as D three, but I would I would recommend the JUCO route over anything.
1: Um also to follow up, you got your AA. What what's your major? What do you what are you doing with that?
2: Uh i like it was um social and behavioral sciences. Uh-huh. But now I'm doing um there's a transfer transfer um It's just a transfer degree, pretty much. For here, it's human development, family studies. Mm -hmm. Um, I might switch it to journalism, but um, I'm still deciding on what I'm going to do with that.
0: Oh, let's be journalism, brothers. Yeah. I mean, I'm a communications major,
1: but like, definitely that journalism route's very fun, especially if you like writing and just doing this type of stuff.
0: It's really fun. Yeah, man. I I can honestly say journalism is a lot of fun. So, you know, you overcame a lot of adversity, injuries, battling for a position, you know... You just said that you by the end of the season you became a starter, and big congratulations to you. We you know we have always loved being your teammate and all. So what made you Appreciate decide to it. choose uh, Nevada? Uh,
2: honestly, I mean, it was it was a crazy recruiting experience. Nevada was my third offer, but honestly, like my first big offer. Like obviously, it's not Power Five or anything, but it's Mountain West. It's FBS. So as soon as I got that offer, it was at the top of my board. Um, I ended up, as time went on, I started getting more offers and things like that. Signing day, I picked up, like, five more offers to some bigger schools, but UC or, um, Nevada was there pretty much the whole time, so for them being the highest level that I had at the time, and then being close to home, it was, it was the best decision for me. Um,
1: also, to follow up on that, you don't obviously need to tell us, like, what they offered or anything like that, but what were those other schools that offered a signing day
2: uh pretty they were i pretty much got like the whole mountain west and then i got a um a group of five um i'll just say it was ucf
1: oh okay All so
2: right. yeah that was one, that was the biggest one i had but as i said it came on signing day so i wasn't just trying to abandon something yeah a relationship that i built for months over something that i had for a few hours
0: All Right. How was the transition to living out of state?
2: Honestly, I love it. And it's not that, it wasn't that big of a transition. I mean, when I got out here, we were in a snowstorm. So that was cool. a little bit of getting used to. But I mean, for me, it, it's honestly pretty similar to California as far as like Reno's concerned. Obviously, there's differences just like everywhere. But compared to other states, it has a lot of similarities. And uh, the people around me are cool. So it was a cool adjustment. Definitely not difficult at all. Mm, that's good.
0: So how did the pandemic affect your whole football journey?
2: Man, that, ew, that pandemic was crazy. When I went into when the pandemic started, um, I didn't have any offers. Uh, I was overlooked, all that stuff that everyone says. And then I, I just started working, like working out in my room, working out in the garage, just running, doing everything I can, starting sending pictures to my coaches like about my progress, and then they just, they started doing what they could do. I mean, I, I marketed myself as much as I could. So just the the pandemic changed a lot of things. So, I mean, without the pandemic, I don't really know where I would be, to be honest. Um, I would definitely be playing another year at ELEC. Um, But I mean, as I said, everything happens for a reason. So I can't complain.
1: You said you uh, you would like market, market yourself to your coaches and be like, hey, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, how important is it to you to have that good relationship and that bond with your coaches?
2: I think it's super important. I mean, I've learned from my whole family or just myself in general just to respect everyone because you don't really know who they are or what they can be. So, like, I would just respect anyone. If a D3 coach hit me up, this actually happened. A D2 coach hit me up. I wasn't really trying to go the D2 route. But a few months later, he took a job at a D1 school. And we started talking again like that. So you just never know, I mean, who is going to take a next step and get better in their life. So you just got to respect everyone because that's honestly the main like aspect in life that most people need to recognize, especially in this generation.
0: Mm. So you like, like, it really like amazes me, like you really like created like this self grind type of attitude. Like you really have like true grit when it comes to like work ethic and you know, hey, I need to go get mine today. And, like, you've built a good team around you as far as coaches, trainers, even, like, athletes that you work out with. Like, what advice would you give to, like, student-athletes like you? Like, how important it is to, like, create self-discipline and, like, you know, surround yourself with a good team like that?
2: Honestly, it's all about yourself. So, I mean, I don't... I'm not a selfish person, but at, at a certain point, you have to be selfish because if no one's gonna... No one's gonna do it for you except for you, and that goes for all things, so... I mean, you um, people could do everything they want. People could say, oh, this guy's going to be great, whatever. But if you in your heart and in your body is not grinding and not doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, it's not going to work out. So it honestly, just trusting in yourself, trusting in your own abilities and your own potential, and then if you do that, I mean, there's no telling where, where that could lead you in life.
0: So in two years, the new NCAA college football video game is going to come out. And we're actually going to see your name
2: as maybe. a player,
0: maybe. So how does that make you feel?
2: Man, that's that was crazy. When that news dropped, I was pretty excited. I'm not going to lie, but I mean, we'll see how the, the game turns out. Not as far as like gameplay or anything like that, but with the um, name, image, likeness, rules and all that. So we'll see if my name's actually in the game. But regardless of that game, my, my real goal is to be put on Madden. So well, I'm shooting Let's for play. that.
0: That's the goal. Um Could we get a signed jersey?
2: Shoot, actually, I don't know the rules on that because the NCAA mm-hmm. is uh, very like nitpicky <laughs> with the things that they allow us to do. But oh, yeah, right. yeah, if I look into that, I could definitely try to get you guys at least something. But I gotta check first.
0: Yeah, don't worry. We'll buy Wolfpack gear to support you.
2: <laughs> I got you. I appreciate that.
0: Actually, I do have a one last question for you.
1: So, like, we know you're a pretty big Cowboy fan. How do you feel about the season, Dak? Um, what else? Man, I
2: think we've had a great offseason. I mean, I I think our offense, for the most part, is A1. I do think we probably need some O-line depth. But besides that, I mean, we have everyone we need on offense. Defense is a different story. I mean, I, I love Donovan Wilson. I think he's a baller. He's going to be the next great safety in the league. But getting KZ on the other side at, at free and bringing in Keanu Neal for a little bit of a hybrid linebacker spot. Definitely some good pickups. I like the D-line dudes that we got too. We definitely need to stop the run, but if we could go in the draft and get someone like Patrick Sertain and just some good D-line that could stop the run and provide some pass rush, um, I don't think there's going to be a team that could stop them. That's just realistically speaking.
0: So, I mean, you play defensive end or you just play on the D-line. You love defensive line players. Do you think losing Alden Smith is going to hurt our boys?
2: Um, honestly, I watched every game last year and Alden was going crazy in the first half of the year. But, um, as I started watching, like the, as the season went on, uh, he was playing with less effort and, uh, not a lot of gap discipline. And he really, um, he started off like on fire, but he cooled down like crazy. So, I mean, it was a proven deal for him. And, uh, he definitely proved it if if the game or the season was only six games long, but sadly it's not. So I don't think it's going to be a big thing.
0: So I've been really critical of Demarcus Lawrence. I think he's <laughs> – I think we overpaid on him. Uh, Isaac always hears my rants about us overpaying him. Um, I, th- I know you're a big fan of him. I see you repost his stuff, you know. Do you think uh, we're going to have to eventually cut ties with him or that he's going to need to take a pay cut in order to stay with the team?
2: Um, honestly, I, I don't, I mean, when I watch him, I mean, I know everyone's looking for the crazy sack numbers, but if realistically we get a good dude on the D line and the interior that could pass rush, I mean, obviously I wish we had Malik Collins cause he had some pass rush ability, but if we get someone in the draft that's quick and could get penetration, I mean, he gets double teams almost every play. So obviously you're not going to get as many sacks as you expect. But if you look at the PFF grades, he's a top-five edge. I mean, he's probably one of the best run-stoppers in the league. So, I mean, if you're looking at a complete defensive end, he's definitely top-five. Obviously, you want him to get more sacks. But uh, there's more things that go into production than just what goes on the stat line.
1: Do you like um, Mike McCarthy? Do you
0: like that hire? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Don't lie, Chase. That's
2: it. I don't know. That's a hard one. I mean, it was hard to see this first year. I think he definitely did some dumb stuff, like bringing in his, all of his friends to be coaches. <laughs> but I do like that he uh, he got rid of Mike Nolan because I think he was horrible. But, I mean, it's going to take time to see it. I definitely think uh, we could be successful. Uh, I like Dan Quinn coming in. So um, I think I need another year when we're not all injured and COVID happening and all that stuff to, to get a like, real impression of him.
1: Me, personally, I'm not really a big Mike McCarthy guy, but I feel like your problem isn't the offense. So it's like him kind of being like like slandered is kind of... Well, to be it, fair... It's unwarranted yeah, to me. I mean,
0: he, there's a lot of Jason Garrett players still on the roster. Obviously, yeah. when a new head coach comes in, he wants to bring in his guys, players that fit his system. And, I mean, as much as I didn't like the McCarthy hire because he just got hired after a sleepover, I really do Shit. think it's Jerry Jones's fault no, yeah. for a majority of our issues.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Jerry Jones needs to, I wouldn't say he needs to get out, but he definitely needs to give up his power because uh, he makes some questionable decisions. Like, I don't know, there's definitely dudes in free agency that we could have needed, or they're still out there. Like, I feel like if we picked up Richard Sherman, our defense could be, um, not I'm not going to say elite, but just the, the knowledge that he brings. And he would not only just be smart, he could play free safety, he could play corner, he could help out Chavon Diggs, Diggs. Uh, Jordan Lewis, I I think that would be a good pickup, but he just doesn't want to spend his money, so it's kind of frustrating to watch from our perspective. Because obviously, I mean, we only play Madden and stuff, but we if we need to pick up someone, uh, I feel like he doesn't do that as much as he should.
0: Right. So I've been pretty hyped like critical over old Thomas too. Like I think he's become a cancer. As of recently, like, during his time at, like, the Ravens, like, getting in and fights during practices, and then the whole off-the-field issue that him and his wife and his brother went through. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Isaac is still a big believer in him, but personally, I feel like the Cowboys always pick up toxic dudes on the roster, and I don't really think he wants he to would. be a Cowboy, though. I know that, but He's what, a are you, what, are, what are your thoughts on poten- if maybe we could get old Thomas on the team?
2: Um, I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't like it. I mean, I'm not going to say it would be a horrible pickup, but, um, I think he's definitely not a free safety anymore because he's, he's getting up there in age. He's had a Achilles injuries, um, lower body injuries. He's not, he's not a, um, um he's not a center fielder anymore that could, um, just sideline to sideline and break on the ball. He was, so he would probably end up playing strong and, I just gonna take snaps and the development away from Donovan Wilson. So, to me, I wouldn't like that pickup.
0: Okay, so to end this interview, what's your bold prediction on the Cowboys season?
2: Mm, I'm gonna say eleven and five at worst.
0: I love the confidence, buddy. That's why me and you got along so much. Well, eleven and <laughs> six or no? 12 oh, twelve and five. 12 yeah, and yeah. five. 12, that's 12, right. Five. It's a five. seventeen game season. The last game of the season, or the the seventeenth. I haven't checked the roster. I don't know if we it. got
2: Patriots for the the uh, extra game they added on.
0: Yeah, that'll be a good game.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be cool. But yeah, twelve and five would be cool. I don't know how the playoff bracket's gonna be. I don't even know if that's gonna be good enough to get in. But it should be. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you guys win twelve games, I see the like maybe the football team making maybe winning like ten games. So I think that wins the division. To be honest yeah
2: yeah the football team has a crazy future ahead of them, same with the Giants. I mean our whole division has a crazy future, but Except if the, I'm being honest, I definitely think the Cowboys got the best shot I and mean, that's just if you look at our whole roster, I don't think you could argue otherwise unless maybe the <clears throat> the Washington football team's defensive line, but yeah, other than that, it's kinda hard to argue.
0: all right, man. Well, thank you for hopping onto the podcast um We really love catching up with you, and we just wish you luck on this football journey that you're on
2: appreciate it bro good having me i appreciate you uh letting me know and uh helping you guys out to get on here it was a good interview i appreciate it
1: thank you we appreciate thank you, you too have appreciate a good one it.
2: have a good one
0: all right so we're gonna end this episode with uh winners and losers of the week uh go ahead you have a winner i'll let so, you start
1: um my winner is we can gonna talk um we talked about this earlier too in the episode I'm going to go with the Panthers trading for uh, Sam Darnold. I think personally they won that because they got a guy that's coming off of a, like a slightly being underused and dis- disrespected and kind of the fall guy for a bad organization. So if he comes in with the right mindset, I really think that with their young talent, they'll be able to take advantage of Sam Darnold's talent. Because he is a very talented player. I think he just was in a dumpster fire and almost had like a lebron syndrome where they thought he could lift the franchise out of dumpster fire
0: all right Uh, my winner of the week is movie theaters um hbo they fixed the rules you know they're going to allow a movie to like sometimes some movies they're going to be released at the same time as they are on hbo max and some are going to be released earlier and then later released on hbo max i think that's a big one for movie theaters me and you both love going to the movies. Now, there's no, no better feeling than having some movie theater popcorn, you know, like, cheering, you know. Icy slushy. Slushies, exactly. So, a big one for movie theaters. I actually got to see uh, King Kong versus Godzilla the other last the week. movies? Yep. Oh. Uh, I think that's definitely a movie you should see in a theater. The action's really cool. I was watching it on HBO Max, so uh, it probably doesn't do it justice. Yeah, you should definitely see it on a, in a movie theater. So, my losers of the week is um Marvel fans you guys are really messed up. Uh, so, I guess in the new series, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, a new Captain America pops up. It, he's a uh, Wyatt Russell. He's actually the son of um, Kurt Russell, who also played uh, in the movie. Ego. Ego from mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, he received death threats. People really don't like him. I'm like, dang, like, you no, know, it's fake. It's fictional, guys. Like it's We don't a, be, we don't be saying death threats. I mean, but obviously, like, I think me and you spoke on this. Like, if, if the fans don't like you, you're doing your job as an actor. So, I mean, and and I think he's been doing a pretty good to... job too in the show. He's I don't like good. him, but I'm not going to tell him to go kill himself. Yeah, exactly. So that's messed up. So, you guys need to chill with that because you made the losers of the week. Stop. And this isn't the first time. No, no. All right, go ahead. What's your loser of the week? Oh, um. Loser of the week. Hmm. No losers? I can't really
1: think of one. Hmm. Maybe it'll come to me. All
0: right. Well, that's all right. I guess it's always a good thing. Not a lot of losers this week. Yeah, we want people to win. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for tuning in to Guard Sports Talk. And we'll see you next time. See you.